This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, August 26, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. A war of necessity. That's how President Obama describes the American-led war in Afghanistan. Malou Innocent, foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute, says malarkey. I think that the Afghan elections were a political milestone for the foreign-led occupation, but it doesn't really change the hardcore geopolitical reality on the ground, which is the fact that tribal and ethnic-based warlordism is how Afghanistan's been governed for hundreds of years. And so when we try and talk about democracy supplanting these structures, that's not the, the, the case at all. In fact, it's these tribal-based traditional structures that determine political outcomes, and that hasn't changed as a result of these elections. President Obama, he talked to the VFW recently and was pretty stark in his uh, assessment of the need to fight on in Afghanistan. He said that the fight in Afghanistan is fundamental to the defense of our people and that this is not a war of choice. It is a war of necessity. That's malarkey. That's not true at all. The United States does not need to remain in Central Asia in perpetuity in order to make sure that we never again get attacked in a 9-11 scenario. In fact, all the high-level al-Qaeda operatives that have been captured has been a result of intelligence sharing with foreign governments, not blunt military force. In fact, I believe that the United States is, in fact, exacerbating a lot of the militancy we see in this region, our attempts to stabilize Afghanistan, once again, destabilize Pakistan. Overall, there is a limited amount that we can do in this country. Uh, And I think that the Obama administration has not been forthcoming and has not been truthful to the American people. On the one hand, they say that our objective is to dismantle, disrupt, and defeat al-Qaeda. Fine. That's that's a narrow, achievable goal. Uh, the, The second thing they always say is that we must never again allow Afghanistan to become a terrorist sanctuary. That alone is too grandiose. To to ensure that Afghanistan never again becomes a terrorist sanctuary, for many in the administration, that requires the United States to, to remain in the region with tens of thousands of troops for several years. In fact, uh, Brigadier General Nicholson said we'll be in Afghanistan for another 14 years. The head of the British Army, General Dur- uh, Sir David Richards, said we'll be in Afghanistan for another 30 or 40 years. This is not what the American public signed up for. I don't think that we have, uh, even if we wanted to have a good faith effort, even if we do have good intentions, our ability to turn Afghanistan around uh, is is very unlikely. Uh, and not only that, when my overarching fear is that we stay in Afghanistan for another 10 years or 20 years, and it still looks the same, dysfunctional, dirt poor, and isolated. And this, number one, is not what the American public signed up for. And number two, I don't even think even if we tried to invest the resources that it will be done within costs acceptable to the American public. When President Obama talks about uh, Afghanistan in contrasting it with Iraq, he has said, and I think he may have said this in his VFW speech, Iraq was a country before our invasion, and Afghanistan largely was not. But he uses that as a point in favor of continuing the effort in Afghanistan. Which is absolutely ridiculous and why I think the whole... Uh, the administration's general thrust to the American public about the war has been sort of a disconnect. And and in fact, you see this recently with the Washington Post-ABC News poll that found that most Americans believe that the war in Afghanistan is not worth fighting. Uh, This is symptomatic of the disconnect because the Obama administration says one thing, we want to go after al-Qaeda, fine, narrow, achievable, fine. But then again, they have this sort of broader, more robust nation-building effort. And in fact, the U.S. Army and Marine Corps counterinsurgency field manual, they say, quote, soldiers and Marines are expected to be nation-builders as well as warriors rebuilding infrastructure. 
No, no. This is not the role of the U.S. military. This is a, a bizarre sort of colonialist streak, the, the sort of uh, notion that because extremists can emerge in ungoverned parts of the world, we must therefore stabilize, liberalize, and democratize these countries. That's inherently imperialistic, and that's, number one, not what America is. We are a republic, not an empire. And again, this is not what the American public wants. Once again, in President Obama's uh, VFW speech, he said, quote, those who attacked America on 9-11 are plotting to do so again. If left unchecked, the Taliban insurgency will mean an even larger safe haven from which al-Qaeda would plot to kill more Americans. Now, he's not directly conflating al-Qaeda and the Taliban, but since President Bush left office, is that still a problem within this administration? Absolutely. Good question. In fact, I think that the administration, both administrations have been guilty of this. They keep talking about uh, al-Qaeda and its extremist allies, al-Qaeda and the Taliban, al-Qaeda and this, al-Qaeda and that. Al-Qaeda is the enemy, and al-Qaeda was responsible for 9-11. Uh, they are a transnational jihadi group with cells in over dozens of countries. They can be deterred, and they can be, in some way, shape, or form, uh, they can be uh, controlled, and they can be monitored, and they can be captured. The Taliban, on the other hand, are an indigenous guerrilla jihadi movement from this region, from the Afpak sort of border. And I think that they are inextricably linked to this region. There is no way to eradicate every single Pashtun with an AK-47. That's unrealistic. Uh, in addition, uh, the original Afghan Taliban still gets support from the Pakistanis. So if we really want to talk about sort of engaging the Taliban and getting rid of the, the organization, it would have to be through a state organizations. Uh, I think that's a more feasible strategy than thinking that we can remain in this region in perpetuity, trying to fight every single person that want, uh, doesn't like America. Malou Innocent is a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute and author of the recent paper, Pakistan and the Future of U.S. Policy. You can read the paper at Cato.org.